Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve into our series, The Hills Have Sighs. This is episode seven, Somebody Always Has to Cry. Classic. It's one of my favorites of season one by a landslide. It was a maze, you guys. Like I, it, it, I have you, so many notes. It's almost embarrassing, except that I'm really proud because I love this episode that much. I, I hope that you all have the ability to go back and watch this episode before you listen to this because it is it was a good episode. A lot happened. We're excited. It's fantastic. So we open. Lauren gives us a little intel before the episode starts, and she says that her and Jason made up after a fight on his birthday. And Heidi and Jordan celebrated their six-month anniversary, as we witnessed. And coming up on the holiday break from work and school, and all she wants is a drama-free New Year's kiss. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yep, remember that for later. there's no way that's happening. There's no such thing as drama-free on this show. No. That's the best part. Quite frankly, there's usually no such thing as drama-free in New Year's in general for people, especially of that age. That's why I stay at home. Yeah. I actually love New Year's Eve at home. It's the best. It's a great night to work if you're in the bar or restaurant industry because you make a ton of money. Um, for years, I used to do coat check on New Year's Eve because I'd bank like a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks, and then all of the industry people and I would go out the next day Absolutely. and spend it and yep. have a great time. Yep, agreed. So then we jump to Lauren going shopping for Christmas to buy a gift for Jason. And she brings his new best friend for life, Jordan. Yeah. Um, And they go to... I didn't write down the name of the jewelry store, but this jewelry store is on so many other reality shows. I saw it, I think, on Chloe and Lamar. Okay, that would make sense. It reminded me a little bit... It's not Jacob the Jeweler. I was going to say, it reminded me of Jacob the Jeweler, but it's it's, not. It's not, but it is some sort of like diamond and jewelry company in like Beverly Hills or, you know, some wealthy area of Los Angeles. And so tons of reality stars go there. And Lauren wants to buy Jason custom-made dog tags. Diamond-studded platinum dog tags. Dog tags. Yes. So she's, you know, having fun with the sales lady, throwing diamonds around. And the woman asks if she wants to do an engraving on the back, maybe. And they exchange pleasantries. And Lauren says, you know, property of, do not touch. Then she goes, no, that'd be silly. Because then if we ever break up, he can't wear them. Yes, which I thought was good foreshadowing as well. Yes, absolutely. He can, however, hawk them for drugs, which he probably (laughs) does later in life. But... Yeah. That's just a guess. Yeah, later later off camera, yeah. that might be what happened. So then the gang is buying a Christmas tree. Very festive. Yeah. And I thought kind of impressive because when I was that age, I like and only recently have I started having a Christmas tree. And it's like a little three foot thing that I keep in the closet. But like, I got my first solo tree at 23, but same. It was like yeah, a little tabletop I, Yeah, one. I was surprised at like the amount. And I'm sure this was MTV inspired that was like, it's Christmas. We have to show it's Christmas. And... If they hadn't been in a Christmas tree lot buying a Christmas tree, I would have totally guessed that, like, it was March. <laughs> like, yeah. that MTV was just like, we're going to throw some Christmas shit up in your apartment, and we're going to pretend it's Christmas. Although, in L.A., what does Christmas even look like? Um, usually, it looks like pink tinsel Christmas trees, which is delicious. Yeah, but I just, I mean, like, weather-wise, I oh, feel yeah. like I mean, LA never has Christmas weather as we know it. No, obviously not. Yeah. Um, 
What I wrote down about this scene, too, is that one thing I noticed is that they're driving a Suburban. Jason was driving a Suburban. Out of nowhere. So the Range Rover is... He either traded cars with his dad, like he went back to Laguna and switched vehicles, or for some reason he has more than one? He probably has more than one, and I'm assuming that the, the Suburban was like I wouldn't want to put a Christmas tree on top of my Range Rover and scratch up the roof. I mean that looked like a knock around car. I guess so. Like it's probably uses for hauling whatever. I mean given that Laguna Beach is relatively close to LA, I'm wondering if he just went home and like borrowed his dad's car for Maybe. a week. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. Um so then we cut to the apartment and they're decorating the tree and Lauren says actually that she never gets to decorate the tree at her own house. Did you catch that? I did, and I'm assuming the reason that's why is because they probably have a professional Christmas tree decorator. And actually, friends of the podcast and anyone listening, if you know our lovely friend Lucas Sanders, he has a professional Christmas tree decorator. This year at his holiday party, his tree was professionally decorated, I believe. Lucas, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that's what you told me. Lucas, please weigh in. Yes, please weigh in. I'm proud of you either way, I have to say. Well, <laughs> Lucas is a fabulous entertainer and everything's flawless. Right. But and yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure he told me that the tree was professionally decorated because we kind of wanted to fuck with it. And we didn't. Oh. So. A lot of restraint. A lot of restraint. I want to, if it is professionally done, I want to see it. Um, there's gotta be pictures somewhere. Because I think my mother-in-law could do that professionally. Her tree is pristine. This was pretty impressive. Yeah. So, Lauren has apparently never decorated a tree before. No. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Heidi explains that at her Christmases, someone always cries. Well, that's probably because her stepfather is an inappropriate toucher. Yes. But she's, (laughs) they said, you know, they're making fun of her and they say, Heidi, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, I never get the present that I want. And Holly gets all the attention. Holly's her sister. Who we meet in the future. Yeah, we meet in the future. And they all just crack up. They're like, you did not just say both of those things. And they're like, you know, we have a grandparent who's cried at a sweet gift, but like no one in the family really cries at Christmas. And Heidi says, you guys are such liars. And I have a little bit of a continuity error with this because in my notes, I put that Heidi's hair was way blonder than it's been previously. And then in another scene, we're going to discuss in a minute, they go to the salon. So I almost feel like that was recorded. I feel like the salon thing happened before they were opening the Christmas presents. Probably. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a continuity error with that. Not a surprise. And Elsie is rocking that black fucking Python headband yet again. Like, I don't know why the producers went like, bitch. Take it off. Like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. We've seen a lot of that headband. No, and she's wearing the same pink and black headscarf a few scenes from now also. So I'm assuming the rule about wearing a different outfit every day did not follow through with uh, right. head accessories. Right. So then Heidi and Lauren go to lunch, or brunch, I guess, since Heidi orders pancakes with strawberries on top. Yes. Um, and they are talking about Christmas and what they hope to get. And Lauren, they've actually almost like switched roles. Lauren is wearing a denim skirt cut off with the mm-hmm. t-shirt and the python headband yep and heidi is wearing jeans and the one of the most hideous shirts we have seen oh my god so it's bedazzled it's bedazzled but it's also like an emerald green and i'm gonna go ahead and say it's corduroy oh i thought it was jean no 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 it was actually it was green it was okay the je- it like her jeans jean her jeans were just so hideous that's probably what blinded you okay it looked denim to me but um so it's actually an emerald green corduroy western style top with bedazzled music notes going across the shoulder. But they weren't even... I mean, not like bedazzled's ever like a good... Well, mom, if you're listening to this, my mom loves the bedazzled <laughs> In fact, her email is sparkly Jane. But um, 
if it wasn't even, it looked like she did it herself because the, the treble clef was crooked and weird. I mean, I swear to God, I think she actually bedazzled it with a hot glue gun. It didn't look like something she purchased that way. I mean, I just assume that that's some shirt that she found at like Fred Siegel and paid too much money for. But it was really, it was to the bottom of the treble clef. It was like the, the jewels were askew. I mean, maybe they were just coming off, but <laughs> it was not a good bedazzle. I mean, I, the shirt was one of the most hideous we've seen in seven episodes. Yeah. So that should mean something to It was listeners. even worse than baby muscles, which is, was pretty Yes. Nice. It, it was, was worse far than baby worse muscles. than baby yeah. muscles. Yeah. Um, so Lauren is, she says all she wants, she's always wanted a Chanel bag. She doesn't really care what she gets, but she's always wanted a Chanel bag. And then it would just be a perfect Christmas if she got one. And she says, Heidi, what do you want? And Heidi says, a poopy. (laughs) And Lauren says, a what? And she says, a puppy. But she says it, she says the word poopy like four times. Well, sort of annoying. As we come to find out later, I mean, I love Heidi, but Heidi's a big fan of baby talk. So is Lauren. She really amps it up. Later so is Lauren. She and Jason call each other Whoopi. But I almost am okay with baby talk when it comes to pet names, but just in life, like, I don't know. It's just dumb. I'm usually on Heidi's side, but that was, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. It made me want to poopy on her face. Yeah. Like, it was pretty <laughs> fucking horrible. No, but Lauren also does the pouty lip, as we'll get to. Meh. Meh. Are you mad at me? Meh. Yeah, it's bad. So, yeah. Um, and then we cut to the gang at the Grove. At the Grove. Oh, love the Grove. The epitome, love the Grove. The epitome of Los Angeles. And yes. my friend Ellie, I'm sorry I just said that, but it is the epitome of Los Angeles. Oh, one-stop shopping. Love <laughs> and the Grove. And Heidi is wearing a fur vest. And boots. And muckluck boots. Yeah, with, with like the With the fur pom-poms from the top. Like, she looks more Colorado right now than she has in the entire series so far. And the Louis Vuitton bowler is back. Um, apparently, the fashion police are coming for her as we speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heidi's under arrest. Under Double arrest. Fur. Fashion police are coming. Yeah. Now, I want to say that, again, this is Heidi being fashion forward. Because who, a few years later, I mean, recently even, was rocking fur vests all over the place with the Kardashians. Kourtney Kardashian. Everyone. Couldn't, I mean, like, Everyone. she was one of the first. So, kudos yeah. to you, Heidi, and your fur vest. Yeah. At, Nana's mink approves. <laughs> so then the gang is on the bridge at the Grove. Yes. Lauren, I'm going to go ahead and say she was sipping hot chocolate because the scene is so basic. I'm just going to top it off by saying Lauren was sipping hot oh, chocolate. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they were. So they're on the bridge and this is the most coupley scene we've had. Like I got a cavity just watching it. Lots of PDA. Lots of PDA. So Jordan's got his arms around Heidi and she's like dancing with him and she's being all silly. And Jason has his arms around Lauren and she sips her hot chocolate and wears her skinny scarf wrapped around her neck like four times. And then there's the artificial snow machine and they all make out under it. It was like a portrait Norman Rockwell forgot to paint. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Jason is wearing a Cleveland Indians baseball cap. Now, why is that a big deal? Because you mentioned that we were watching it. I'm like, so I'm surprised because, so Jason played baseball in high school in Laguna beach. They are nowhere near Cleveland. Well, but was, we don't, we, I mean, this is not sports talk. Um, but maybe the Cleveland Indians are doing really well that year. I don't know. I mean, maybe he has relatives from Cleveland. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Maybe they're just his team. He grew up. 
in California and he's wearing the hat of a team that is thousands of miles away. So I'm just... Well, but I have lots of dumb friends here who are like, I love the Patriots. Whatever. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just putting it out there. It was a bit surprising. It was very obviously placed. There it is. You think it was a plug for the Cleveland Indians? No, I'm just saying like he was wearing it backwards and purposely knew they were filming that day and was all about it. I think he just wanted to wear a red hat because it was Christmas. So they go home to open presents. Yes. And it's really weird because... We don't know. I mean, obviously these kids went home for Christmas. Like, I'm not dumb. I think Heidi went to Can- to uh, Colorado. Um, I'm sure everyone else went back to Laguna. I don't know where Jordan's from. but North Carolina. Oh, okay. So probably went back to North Carolina. So we don't know. Like, they're acting like it's Christmas Eve or something. We don't know what day it really is. Like, it could no. be February. I mean, uh, December 2nd, for all we know. Yeah. But they're acting like it's Christmas or Christmas Eve. So they go home to open presents. And Lauren... Gives Jason his big present. And I got... No way. No way. Yeah, he loses his mind. It's in a beautiful leather bound, like, jewelry box. Yeah. Opens it up. And it is basically, if Affliction made jewelry, it's an Affliction necklace. Like, Ed Hardy Affliction, <laughs> 100%. It's doubled platinum dog ta- tags. One has black diamonds. diamond rim. And did it have a J? Was it a the diamond J? The second dog tag had a black diamond J, J. Okay, in like yeah. old English script on it. Yeah, very Ed Hardy. I was on board. If mm-hmm. any of you are looking for something to get me for Christmas. Dog tags with the Frank. In yeah. it, yeah. Big black F. diamond F. Yeah, totally in it. Yeah. If I could afford that, sweetie, I'd get that for you tomorrow. Um, so then we switched to Jordan opening his big present from Heidi. Well, now before this happens, I have a, a comment about Jordan because... Jordan is wearing one of those snapback baseball hats. and now, A trucker hat. Well, but no, it wasn't a trucker hat. It was, that was the Ed Hardy hat later. It was the, the, I think they're called snapback hats. It's the sports team hats where they leave the stickers on them. Oh, You're not yeah. allowed to take the stickers off? And I didn't realize that was 10 years old. Like, I so thought it was a newer thing. I actually noticed, because I, this is now sports hour, he's wearing an Oakland A's hat. Which almost makes more sense because he lives yeah. in California. I don't know why they're all not wearing Dodgers hats. And again, my friend Ellie is probably tweaking at all of this. Oakland is quite far away. Maybe this was just the phase where you wore a hat to like match your outfit. It didn't matter. Oh, I think that's 100% it because... And actually, the Cleveland Indians hat did match Jason's shirt. In 1990, I wore a Malcolm X hat with the big (laughs) baseball with the X on it. Not because I didn't even know it was a Malcolm X because I really liked ecstasy. And like I thought it was like a club wear thing. Well, it kind of was a club wear. So it, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just it their just version. It just made you of that. a sales point to whatever. It, yeah, dealer. pretty much. Okay. Just be like, hit me up. <laughs> Ready. Ready to go. Yeah. No um, idea. It was a, a Malcolm X. Thing. Yeah. So what I actually I loved most about this scene, I think, is that Jason and Jordan are each other's biggest cheerleaders now. Yeah. It's weird. It is so homoerotic and, and weird. And so and what Heidi, happened to Brandon? Brian. Brian, I mean, he's just vanished. Yeah, he has vanished. No one cares about Brian anymore. And that was Jordan's bestie. Yeah, and now it's Jason. And so Heidi gives her boyfriend of more than six months, according to this show's timeline, his big gift. And Jason keeps interjecting. He's like, this is the one I told you you're going to love, brah. And it's like, let Heidi give her boyfriend her gift. Like, just pipe down. Like, she bought him a diamond chain link bracelet. Let her take the glory for it. You have nothing to do with this. Go make out with Whoopi some more. And and let's be honest, MTV bought that bracelet. 
Like, we know oh. that MTV was bankrolling them, this and in, there's no way Heidi could afford... I mean, that was probably a $3,000 bracelet or more. This I mean, is an entire... This entire Christmas is, like, we finally have big paychecks, and we're going to blow it on shit we don't need. Now, we noticed... Well, I noticed, and I pointed out to Mary B, a pretty big continuity error, is that Jordan's wearing the Oakland A's hat, then he's magically wearing an Ed Hardy hat that was obviously a Christmas gift... Um, that was amazing. It was at a Hardy Tucker hat. I need one for myself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's wearing the Oakland A's hat again. Yeah. So like even this scene is, is edited out of control. Yeah, yeah. It's out of order. So then, um, there's a quick shot where Jason is folding a new Ed Hardy T-shirt that clearly someone gave him for Christmas, and I died a little bit inside. Frank got a bone. I got oh totally. Um, and then Lauren says to Heidi, "Do you know what we're getting, Jordan?" And Heidi says, "You are not getting him a tattoo." And they say, "Indeed, we are." And Heidi says, "I think she says honor break, like H O N O R, yeah, honor break." So she she and Jordan have this like little pact where they do something that annoys the other one. They say like honor break, Jordan. I don't know. Kind of like a, the. Original it's version. It's like an, a safe word? Well, it, it's almost like the Kardashians Bible. Like when they're being honest, they say Bible. Like that's their little okay. code word for reality I, TV. So I actually don't honor- watch the Kardashians, but... <gasps> oh my God. Yeah, I know. My heart just broke a little less. I'm sorry. I, I mean... Shattered under the floor. I read enough about them. I feel like I know all about it, but... I will deal with this later, people. Like this is... <laughs> it's not okay. Um, because... Scott Disick is today's J-Wall. Yeah. That's oh, I know. No, I, I know who he is. I know all about Scott and I will agree. So what I have, the exciting note about the tattoo is that little do people know, Lauren Conrad had a tattoo in honor of Jason Waller. What? Yes. I did not know this. What is it? So I think that when they got Jordan the tattoo for Christmas as his gift... She and Jason went and they got tattoos in honor of each other. Oh, I'm sure. Because they said it wasn't just Jordan going, that Jordan and Jason right. were going to go together. So Jason says, so. I'm going to get a, and then the scene cuts on purpose. They so what cut did it she out. get? Lauren had a cursive J tattoo. That shit has been so removed. Yes, absolutely. She removed it while she was still on the hills. Oh, okay. She had a cursive J on her hip bone. And there is one magazine she was in. And I will post it on Instagram or Twitter or whatever so all of you can see where they didn't edit it out. But since then, she's had it removed. But she she and Jason definitely got a couple's tattoo. But that's not the only thing that's matching in this scene either, which I was actually thrilled about. And Aaron, I know you're listening, My one of my besties from college, Lauren and Heidi give each other best friend necklaces. And I loved it. I loved it. You can see them both putting it on. And then in a later scene, they're still wearing it. And just a random aside for all of our listeners. Last time I visited my dear friend, Aaron in New York, we got drunk on champagne and then went shopping, which is my new favorite thing to do. We saw Emma Roberts at a jewelry store. Yep. I text messaged so many people and I walked into this jewelry store drunk on champagne. And I said, do you have best friend necklaces? Because I was with Aaron and this really hip jewelry store didn't have them, and we were mad about it. We think they're coming back. We're going to be part of their comeback. Well, listeners, I actually have a little intel on that. If you live in the D.C. area, and actually even if you don't, you can find her um, online. Sarah Selena Jewelry 
um, who is Sarah McLaughlin, a good friend of ours and a friend of the show's, or a friend of mine. Um, she makes amazing, beautiful jewelry. And years ago, I was dating someone, and I wanted a version of a best friend necklace. And she made me a pig. I'll have to get it for you. It's a pig. And I had the front half of the pig, and he had the back half of the pig, and it's adorable. And she custom made it. <gasps> so Sarah Selena Jewelry, she follows the podcast on um, on Twitter. So you can find her that way. She's a follow of the podcast. Um she makes amazing jewelry, and I'm sure she would happily custom make any of you a best friend necklace. Erin and I didn't find anything that suited us, so Sarah, stay tuned. I might, I might do. This. Oh, you should, you should. I'll show you after we're done recording the one she made me. It's gorgeous. <gasps> it's gorgeous. She's this, she's so talented. This is so exciting. For so me. talented. I feel like Lauren and Heidi in 2006. I'm giddy. Um. So Jason is also wearing Adidas track pants. He looks like Richie Tenenbaum on the bottom. Yes, but what we... Chaz. Chaz, not Richie. Sorry. What we need to really talk about, though, is Elsie's Christmas gift. Yes. Yeah. It was a maze. Yeah. So, Elsie opens her gifts from Jason, and he, like, kind of is self-deprecating about it. It's like, oh, if you want to return it, you can get rid of it, whatever. She opens it up, and it is the most gorgeous Chanel, um, like, quilted clutch... Oh, not a clutch bag. It's like a shoulder bag. It's a tote bag. Um, It's fabulous. And I'm sure it was $10,000. Jason... Did such a good job. Yeah, it's a fabulous bag. It is a... Black, classic. It is a classic Chanel bag. And Frank is right. It's probably like a... It's probably like a square foot, like 12 by 12, tote bag, quilted black with the double C's on the front and two black shoulder straps. And in later seasons, Lauren still carries this bag. You can't do much more classic than than that. And she's pretty happy about it. She sticks out her bottom lip like a mile from her face and calls him bubs or whatever they call each Whoops. other. Isn't it Whoops. 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 Yeah, whoopee. Yeah. Um, but the bag is beautiful and I can't blame her for that. So Yeah, it's pretty fab. Yeah. Um, and then Heidi gets a box that contains a little stuffed dog. And she screams that she got a dog, and then she acknowledges that she's really loud and agreed. Yep. Heidi, you are super loud. Um, and then later, as they sort of wrap up all the gift giving, Jordan comes out of the bedroom with another box that has breathing holes cut in the side, quite obviously. Yeah. And Heidi instantly starts to cry when she sees it, and she opens the box and. There's a little, like, blonde chihuahua inside, very much like Paris Hilton's Tinkerbell, who is so popular in 2006. Yes. And Heidi's just bawling, crying, and she says, that's my poopy, and names her Bella. Um, Now, I have kind of a fun side note to this. Um, Years ago, um, I was good friends with a girl named Felicia. And she, um, by Felicia, yeah, by Felicia. And in happens to, I mean, this kind of has nothing to do with anything, but she had recently had a terrible accident and was ended up in a wheelchair. So, her first crest, uh, Christmas after this happens, her parents decided to surprise her with a dog. They got her a Bichon Frise, they put it under the tree. She went to open it, and it was dead. <gasps> Now, no. Felicia had a really good sense of humor, so we all thought that was... I was like, I can't believe that, like, right after you're crippled, your parents got you a dead dog for Christmas. Um, so, be careful out there. That And it wasn't because there wasn't holes in the box or anything. It was just, like, sudden infant death syndrome for dogs, whatever. 
But um, yeah, that's so that's so, so sad. Anytime I hear about someone getting a dog for Christmas, that's what I think of. So can you imagine if you were like recently handicapped and then your parents give you a dead dog for Christmas morning? It was amazing. Oh, it's so sad. She, it is sad, but she and I laughed about it for like years, like years. Did they name it? Uh, no, well, no, because they hadn't, it was her present and they, uh, the breeder ended up giving her another dog and, and that dog's name was Bubba and it lived for years and years and years. But anytime I, I hear about something <laughs> a dog for Christmas, I just think about this like poor, sad, handicapped girl opening her dead dog on Christmas morning. Oh my God. That's so sad. I can't recover from that. This is why I have a black heart because Mare B thinks it's sad. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing as yeah, I say it. Yeah, it's because it's funny. It is. <laughs> Oh my god. So then we uh, when she names the dog Bella. Yeah. Which is a boy's a girl's name and it's a boy dog. Oh, is it? They said, What are you gonna name him? And she's like, Bella. And I'm like, oh, You're I thought an Lauren idiot. said, What are you gonna name her? No, she said him. I hope it's really a girl, because Bella is a I mean, maybe it's a transgender dog. Maybe. Perhaps. And maybe yeah. it doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't define you as That's a gender true. friend. That's a very cis thing of me to say. <laughs> a cisgendered person thing we of me support- to say. All people here. All people. All people. So then the gang is getting ready for New Year's Eve. Yep. And I love this so much too because at this age, New Year's Eve is such a big deal. And now that I am older and possibly wiser, New Year's Eve could not be less of a deal, as we said when this episode started. It's the worst. So dumb. But when you're 19, it's like a massive night out and you don't have big plans. You are a loser. So it's... You know, people get psyched about it. So Lauren says she's really excited they got a limo, you know, because they just don't oh, have to well, deal with no, things. No, you're missing where she says all of this. They go to the Warren Jacomi salon. Yes. And Warren Jacomi back then was a really big deal. Like yes. he was like, he was a big deal. A lot of very big time celebrity hairdresser. There's obviously MTV set this up. There's no way the two of them, especially Heidi, were getting into Warren Jacomi on New Year's Eve. To get their hair done. Now, I also don't think that that was actually New Year's Eve. Probably not. Because, again, I think that Heidi's hair was blonder uh, at the Christmas quote-unquote yeah. party. So, could, continue. Yeah. For all we know, they went out on, like, Christmas Eve or whatever. Because we had a quick, like, cap of the Warren Chikami Salon and a couple seconds there. And then I feel like it switched right to the gym. Right. And then but we So, back. what's important about Lauren and Heidi waiting for their stylists at the salon is that... Lauren got a text message from Jason as she's sitting there and he said, I know he called you and that you used to like him. Ha ha. Good taste. Yes. So this, which is a little odd because she was on her flip phone and if she was getting texts, they should have been on her sidekick. I know she switched phones yeah. from sidekick to flip phone. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems reversed. Big mistake, Lauren. Big mistake. <laughs> Huge. Huge. (laughs) So Lauren mentions that this guy she liked a really long time ago called her and she answered the phone just to be friendly. And Jason is just mad about it. Like he's mad that she didn't ignore the phone call or just text him. I'm with Jason now, you know, very like just 18, 19 year old boy syndrome happening here. But What's interesting to me is that, so I don't know anything about a David in Lauren's past other than Lauren Conrad went to her senior prom with a guy named David. Yeah, I was going to ask you because I don't remember any David coming up ever. I assumed it was a Laguna thing. So the interesting thing is that Lauren goes to prom with who she calls her friend David. 
And you see him very briefly in the prom episode. He's not at all attractive. And when other people talk about who Lauren's going to prom with, mainly Kristen Cavallari, who makes fun of everyone and who I kind of adore, someone says, wait, who's Lauren's date? And Kristen cracks up and she says, David, but then they bleep his last name. And the person Kristen's talking to just like wets their pants. So it's basically like Lauren's good friend. So maybe she dated another guy named David, like when she moved to LA or maybe she met him in school or something. But my first assumption is that it's this kid from Laguna Beach and he's not at all cute and they never really dated. So Jason well, shouldn't be mad. But she says that later. She says, so yeah. we, it's because what Jason keeps saying is he liked you. He liked you. He liked you. He liked they her. Ne- yeah, they never dated. I think this is just a guy who had a crush on her. So the thing that happens when Lauren goes to prom is she says, even in like the opening credit, like monologue, because the show is told from her perspective, she says, I always promised my friend David that if we didn't have dates, we'd go together. Yeah. And that I'm pretty sure that's who calls. I mean, and again, this is dumb teenage drama. Like, it's so stupid. It's and making, Jason has well, wasted this entire episode. 100%. He's, um, he's blowing every single thing out of proportion. Now, but do we think he's really blowing everything out of proportion? Or do we think the producers are telling him to blow everything out of proportion? Well... We haven't gotten to the scenes that I really want to talk about yet, but I think he's blowing things out of proportion. Okay, and it's, I mean, I because Jason and Lauren did truly date and it wasn't a fake relationship for the show, which we come upon later yeah. in upcoming seasons. So you're right. This probably was not producer-driven. I'm assuming that yeah. it was really him being insecure Jason's, and weird. He's he's that angry about it. But I almost wonder, too, if the reason he's that angry about it is that he got caught Kissing another girl at Lauren's fashion show in Laguna Beach, Jessica. which we discussed before. Yep. So I wonder if this is his way of trying to like manipulate things so he can even the score. Absolutely. Like that seems like his MO. Like I could see that being the case of this. Like I'm going to turn this around and yep. make it look like you are kind of cheating on me. And now we have an even playing field. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So then there's a brief cut away to Jason and Jordan rehashing this as the, at the gym and Jason is wearing a t-shirt with no sleeves. Well, and I put the Jason snapback hat game is strong. He's wearing another snapback hat with a sticker on it. So I, Jordan or Jason? I mean, Jordan. Yes. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Like, and I didn't realize, I mean, again, I thought this was a trend in the last five years. I, I mean, not like I pay attention to baseball hats, but I didn't realize that it had been around that long. Yeah. So that's just a brief cut away. And then we go back to, Oh, Warren oh I have salon. one quick other thing to say about the gym. Jason's not lifting enough weight. Uh, well, first of all, neither of them are lifting enough weight. And I they're know. doing the dumbest, like, fake me out, like, meh, 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 I bicep curl more than Jay yeah, does. But, I mean, they're not even, it's the it's the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever seen. It's the fakest workout ever. Yeah. But Jason's wearing a wedding ring. Again. What is up with that? They, remember we said that, that they're both wearing, like, metal rings that look like wedding rings. The, but this one was gold, even. I don't yeah. think that one was, I mean, it's weird. We I don't know. We noticed it on him and Jordan in yeah, a previous episode. Very strange. Yeah. I don't know. So, we go back to Warren Tricomi's salon, and Lauren, Lauren has a head full of foil. No, I have so much to say about this. Okay. Do you want to start, or should I get through the context first, and then you can You talk can get about through the, the context, okay. and then I'll, it's not even just the hair, I have all kinds of things to say about it. Okay. So... Jason calls Lauren while she's sitting there with a head full of foil and she answers the phone and she kind of says like, well, now Jason's mad at me. And then she answers the phone. She's like, bubs, why are you mad at me? And you know, they, she's like, I'm so sorry. You know, like I, I don't know what to tell you. And she, she hangs up the phone and she's like, he's so angry. He gets mad about the dumbest things. 
And Heidi's like, yeah, I don't, I don't get what he's so mad about. Even the stylist says like, what's up with all the text messages? She's like, oh, it's my boyfriend. You know, he just gets mad about the dumbest things. Now, here's what I have to say about it. Um, this was a festival of continuity errors. It's completely out of sequence because okay. so they, they go in and they start and they're sitting in the chair next to each other and Lauren is starting to get foils put in her hair. They're putting in the very first foil on the side of her head. Heidi is sitting next to her, has some kind of, she's obviously getting highlights too at some point, but I don't know what she's got in her hair. Then all of a sudden they're blow drying and they're talking, then flashback to a full head of foils. Then all of a sudden Heidi's foils are out and she's got, I mean, Heidi doesn't have a cape on anymore. Like this was so edited together out of sequence. It's not even funny. And I know most people wouldn't notice, but because this is what I do for a living, I did. It was so completely out of season, out of out of order. Like I was driving me insane. Yeah, yeah. They were it literally is... just taking snippets of sentences and throwing them together. I mean, long story short, Jason and Lauren were arguing all day, yeah. whether via text message or phone call, about like this guy called you. I'm mad at you, and it's New Year's Eve, presumably, and it, we can already tell their night is not going to go well from here. Well, and I would be curious to know how much back and forth happened because the processes that they were both getting done, they would be at that salon for a minimum of two hours, probably more like two and a half. So like, was Jason texting her continuously throughout those two and a half hours? Was it just the beginning? Like that's very unclear because when, when they're waiting for their stylist though, that's when she gets the first text. Well, when the stylist though say to her, what, is going on with his text messages, she's got her full head of foils in. Yes. So they've been there for a, a minimum of 45 minutes, probably a little bit longer. Yeah. So like that... She answers the phone call also wearing foils though. Yeah. So that was yeah. that. But I think, I mean, obviously I so think they the texted producers back and were forth. like, hey hairdressers, ask them what's going on. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what happened. No, but they're, they're basically arguing over text and then she's still in foil and he calls. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. as a hairstylist... If I had to sit and listen to two girls for two and a half hours talk about New Year's Eve and this one text message, I would want to throw myself off the balcony at work. <laughs> like nothing would be more boring and terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's New Year's Eve is ready. You know, like we're done with the salon. Everyone's ready to go out. Jordan and Jason are getting ready and... Jason's wearing some blazer with like a shorter collar than normal. Like it doesn't actually fold He's wearing over. a blazer and a vest. And a vest, yeah. And um, I don't know what Jordan's wearing. He's also wearing a blazer, but I didn't make... Any... I don't think he was wearing a vest, but he's wearing a blazer too. But yeah. we need to talk about their headwear. Yeah, so Jordan and Jason decide to both wear top hats. And giant top hats. Like Abe Lincoln style like, giant yeah, ass top absolutely. hats. Absolutely. Yep. Like Monopoly guy yeah. top hats. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like the statement stands. They are wearing full size top hats. Um, my favorite part of the scene, and I made Frank rewind the episode as we watched it together because yes. they are so wasted already heading out the door. At least Jason is. And they're walking out the front door well, of the apartment. Jordan obviously is, too. Yeah, true. <laughs> they're walking out the front door of Jordan's apartment building, and the MTV cameras are following him from maybe, like, half a block away. You know, they're, like, zoomed in on the yeah. front door. And they're doing this, like, weird motion where they're, like, presenting each other with their top hats. It's kind of funny, actually. It was funny. And then Jason, or, sorry, Jordan, completely wipes out 
And the best thing about the he wipeout, falls it was the yeah, hell down. It was like America's Funniest Home Videos. But he <laughs> slipped on the first step. On the first step, it wasn't even. I mean, the only thing I is can he finally wearing grown-up shoes? I, I think yeah, two things. I think he's wearing grown-up shoes. Three things: drunk, <laughs> grown-up shoes, yeah. and brand new grown-up shoes yeah, he hasn't that haven't scuffed been him scuffed. Up yet. And yeah. he just like eats it so bad, really bad. And understandably, Jason like keels over on the sidewalk and can't control himself. It's hilarious. This is the one time I'm Team Jason. Yeah. (laughs) All the time Team Jason over here. Now, what we missed, though, was Lauren and Heidi. That's after. It's after. In the mirror? That was after? Yeah. All right. I will defer to you. (laughs) But then we have a cut to the girls getting ready. Yes. And... Um, there's not much to say about the scene other than Lauren's hair. It's te- well, but the thing is, it's terrible in the mirror. And I put, like, Elsie hair bad. And, and this is why it's bad, listeners. It, she's, it's gigantic. Like, Dolly Parton, it's it's down. It's kind of, like, very curled. It's a little Shirley Temple-ish. But what I'm guessing is, because later on it's fine. And so what I'm, I'm guessing is what happened is, and I do this with my clients, is they curled it and said, don't touch it. We don't want the curls to fall. When you get home, right before you walk out the door, rake your fingers through it and pull those curls out to soften them up a little bit. Oh. And that scene, I think she hadn't pulled them out yet. Because when they're at the club, I thought it looked fine. I thought it was calmed down a little bit. It looked fine. It was gigantic in that bathroom. So I'm guessing that's what was going on. Now, Heidi's hair, however, I thought was gorgeous. I did she too. She had an updo. It was like a very messy updo with a little bit of a braid, I think, in the back. It was stunning. It was. It was and she stunning. later complains about it, which I was surprised about. Well, and I'm almost wondering It's if... almost like a beautiful wedding hairdo, though. Yeah, it's, it's kind of relaxed and simple and gorgeous. But I'm almost wondering if now I'm trying to... I should have done a little bit of research and, and s- taken myself back 10 years ago. It's beautiful now. I'm wondering if 10 years ago maybe it was a little too messy for her. I feel like things were a little more polished Or was then. it too formal for New Year's Eve? Uh, what? I don't know. That's an oxymoron. How could you ever be too formal for New Year's Eve? I mean, her I mean, dress... She's wearing a stunning dress at a night. Yeah. Now. I mean, I, I agree. Her dress would suggest otherwise, but... I think she may have said that just to commiserate with Lauren. Maybe. Like, I, I mean, her hair was gorgeous and it looked better than Lauren's. Heidi looked the best she's ever looked. Yeah. She we'll looked stunning. Yeah, yeah. Stunning. So now we are at Lobby for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Lobby nightclub. What the heck? Heidi looks insane. Gorgeous. So she's got the rockin' hairdo that we just discussed, and then she's wearing just a pretty simple silhouette of a dress. It's just like a two-strap scoop neck to the knee covered in silver sparkles. Fabulous. Cinched at the waist. She has not looked cuter. No, it's stunning. I would love to know who makes that dress, but it is stunning. And for 2006, actually, this look translates through the oh, years. You could wear it today. Yeah, like it's she looks gorgeous. She looks great. And she's wearing a simple silver, like strappy sandal with it. Like it's one of Heidi's best outfits yeah, for sure. I hundred percent concur. Yeah. And we cut to the VIP area where they're Obby. sitting in oddly enough, Frank isn't there, which I know. How did that not happen? I don't he must not have signed his release form that night, but now again, I'm assuming that Heidi must have got them on the list because I get underage. Jason's what, 18, 19 years old. They're yeah. definitely drinking bottle service. They're in the VIP. They have their own VIP section. Yeah. Um, I did notice though that when they panned on the crowd, the crowd looked really young. 
Probably. I mean, like, really young. Like, late teens, early... Like, I was a little surprised. I was expecting to see... I mean, for all we know, maybe Lobby Advertise come spend New Year's Eve with the cast of The Hills and Laguna Beach. Yeah, well, Laguna Beach, because Hills wasn't airing yet. So they would have said come spend... Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's very possible. But I was a little... taken aback by like you, you think you'd see a couple late 20 somethings in there and i didn't see any i mean it's probably all laguna beach kids who are there probably yeah true yeah i don't know so what i had is that jason carries lauren into the vip area he's so wasted already he just like picks her up and carries her in there well um i don't think he's just wasted in my notes i wrote in all caps jason coked up dick yeah yeah so bad yeah, he is definitely, like, zooted out of his brain, and... From the jump, he's just mean in yeah, this Yeah, he's mean, in, and, yeah. I mean, Coke will do that to you. It makes you a little edgy and gritty, and, like, he's definitely, like, on edge. And he's taking it out on Lauren in a very ugly way. Yeah, so let's get into that a little bit. So... They're now at New Year's Eve. They're all dressed up. They're presumably having a good time. Heidi and Jordan certainly are. And Jason and Lauren have this exchange that is so bitter. It's bad. It's bad. And he's still really mad about this phone call from David. And he says, you know, I'm really looking forward to having a friendly relationship with you. He said, but you know, I want us to have a really good night tonight, but I'm not going to say it's going to end up good. And Lauren says, and then he leans in and he says, I love you and tries to kiss her. And what I love about Lauren is she pulls back. She says, don't threaten to break up with me tonight. Or don't tell me you love me and threaten to break up with me tomorrow. That's not cool. And it was a really ugly, stupid thing to say. And I get like, and that's why I know he was coked up. That wasn't just alcohol. Like that was him. Right. Like being gritty and it was just it was bad it was really ugly yeah so then they continue to argue and lauren says you know jason what do you want me to say to you and he says how about you just listen and And never never talk talk again again. i can't that is no absolutely unacceptable yeah and i don't blame lauren for getting up and leaving Well, and that's why I know that he's coked up because many, many years ago, um, more than 20 years ago, actually, I think I was only like 18 or 19. I was around Jason's age. I was at a nightclub in DC called Tracks with my good friend Judy Rodriguez and I was all kinds of messed up and she, I was leaving that club to go to another club. I was going to the fifth column and um, she didn't want me to go and she was being perfectly pleasant and said like, well, stay with us. I want you to stay. And I said to her, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I smacked her across the face so hard that she fell to the ground. No. Yes. And then I like stormed off into the night and I was livid at her. I was like, how dare. And she was just being nice. It's because she cramped your style. Yeah. She was just, yeah. and, she wanted me, and so like, that's why I know this is the Coke talking with him. Like yeah. this no, is 100%. It, it absolutely is. You can actually really see his substance abuse once you know about it and you yeah. go back and watch these episodes, you can really see it. Um, so Lauren gets up and storms out. She's also looking pretty good, aside from the hair. Oh, yeah. Well, no, She's, I this way the hair calmed down. Like, the curls had calmed down. Yeah, the, the, the humidity good. of the club actually helped her. Yeah. Um, she's wearing this, like, slinky black dress with a super low back and no bra. She looks she looks hot. Um, the girls are both turning it out. She's got her Chanel bag she got for Christmas on her shoulder, and she storms right out of the club. Yes. She hails herself a cab. And now, I have a side note about that. Okay. 
There are no fucking cabs in LA. I know. Especially on New Year's Eve. No. That was so orchestrated by the production crew, it's not even funny. Like, also, good luck getting a cab If in you LA. really want to stick it to your asshole boyfriend, take the limo. Yeah. Yeah. Make his coked up ass pay for a cab. Yeah. 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 She was young. She didn't know. Um, <laughs> what I love, though, is that Heidi is such an amazing friend amazing. in this scene. Yeah. She says, like, Lauren, you're upset. I'm coming with you. Yeah. You know, it's very teenage girl, but in a very supportive way. And Lauren says, no, Heidi, stay. And she's like, absolutely not. I'm coming with you. You are not going home alone. And she gets in the cab. Now, here's where there's a little bit of a plot hole. We don't see anything about Heidi telling Jordan she's leaving. And Heidi and Jordan are having a great evening. Mm -hmm. So she just suddenly hops in the cab with Lauren and is like, peace out. Like, if I was Jordan, I'd be, like, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Like, where's my girlfriend? Like, yeah. at least go text text him something. Say, like, Although, hey. Jordan's got his boyfriend Jason with him, so nothing matters. True now, because they're bromance forever. But yeah. I think in real life, if this had happened, Heidi should have texted Jordan and said, come, we're leaving. Come with me. You and I and Lauren are leaving. She probably did. Once they got in the cab. I get it. But I just thought yeah. it was weird that they omitted that. Yeah. So... And then the thing that I love most, and I really love when Lauren Conrad gets mad because she's always trying to play the like even keeled one. She gets in the cab with Heidi and Jason calls her and says like, where'd you go? I'm so sorry. And he's just bullshitting. He's not sorry. And Lauren just says, happy new year's, Jason. And she closes her flip phone. Well, the other thing about this too, that is so LA to me is that it's like 1140. Yeah. And so they, cause LA is such an early town. Like everyone goes out early. Everyone goes home early. I, it, because even on New Year's Eve, we, when I went out, I had a hard time dragging my ass to a club before midnight. Like, so I thought it was interesting that it was that. I mean, I know New Year's Eve is a little different, but like, I just thought it was interesting that at that early, all of this drama had already happened and they're already like taking off. It was, yeah. I think it was 1140, right? Wasn't it? When they first left. I have a time note, but okay. it's not quite yet. Okay. Yeah. So then Jason calls Heidi. Or maybe Heidi's answering Lauren's phone. I think Heidi's answering Lauren's yeah, phone. Yeah, and she's and he says, let me talk to Lauren. She says, you know, she doesn't want to talk to you right now. And so then we cut to Jason and his boyfriend, Jordan. They're like, I gotta, I gotta get to Lauren by 12. I gotta get to Lauren by 12. Now he's just like obsessing. And, you know, the coke is really kicking in by the minute here. And the girls are talking about it in the cab. And Lauren says, it's just not okay that Jason does this. And Heidi says, no. It's not no. okay that Jason does this. And clearly this has happened several times before, which I find interesting. Like Jason has clearly ruined several big evenings, which further confirmation, he ruined the young Hollywood party. Oh, for sure. He totally did. He got fucked yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know it. So Jason buys a handful of roses off this guy on the street and is really rude to the guy. Well, I'm on his side with this one He's only. got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and is like throwing cash at the guy in his fucking top hat. I'm, I'm only on his side for this is because back in the day when I was Jason's age and was going to clubs all the time, specifically tracks, um, there was a rose guy that would wander around the club with a basket of roses and we look one about, and he was the most annoying motherfucker in the whole world and would not leave you alone. So I feel like rose guys at clubs, feel free people to be rude to them because they're dicks usually. Yeah, well... So then Jason and Jordan take the limo. They get into the limo with the roses. With some girl. Who was the girl getting in behind them? I don't know. That was weird. They must have gone to the club with a gang of people and they just like cut them out. But there yeah. is someone else There's some in the girl, limo. some girl like getting in the limo with them. Yeah. Um, and the timestamp is 1148. Yes. At that and, point. Yep. And 
Um, so Jason is smoking like a fiend. It's delicious. Yeah, it yeah, for those of us who used to smoke, it's actually oh. pretty tantalizing. Yeah, it looks so yummy. Um, so then there's a lot of cutting back and forth between the boys in the limo and the girls in the cab. But Lauren looks at Heidi and says, well, Heidi, it looks like you're going to be my New Year's kiss. And Heidi, Heidi, team Heidi tonight. Heidi says, I would be so lucky. <laughs> and that's the thing is that I think at least in the beginning that Heidi was a better friend than Lauren. And I think that Heidi really genuinely wanted to be friends with her and genuinely felt a a love for Lauren. Yeah. And I don't know if it was necessarily reciprocated even from the beginning. No, I don't think it was. I I agree. I think Lauren already had her good, close childhood friends and Heidi was just kind of her like, she was almost like Audrina. She was like an LA friend. Who, P.S., not a whiff of Audrina this episode. I know. I missed her. I did too. I really did miss Maybe her. Maybe she went home for Christmas. Maybe. Yeah. yeah possibly. We yeah. We'll just say she's a good family girl and she went home. Um, so then, you know, Heidi says she doesn't like her hair anyway and Frank and I don't know what she's talking about. And Jason calls Lauren yet again, you know, coked out, possessive dick, and says like, come down to the garage in two seconds. And he's decided to instruct the limo driver to drive to the garage of the Hillside Villas because he's determined to kiss Lauren by midnight. Well, and now I have a note, too, that Jordan, when Jason said, what do I do? What do I do? How do I fix this? Jordan says, fuck her. Basically. I mean, he doesn't say yeah. fuck her, but he's like, throw her on the bed, make love. Yeah. Cause that throw fix- her on the bed. Cause that make love to her. Everything, Jordan. Say whatever you need to yeah. to her. Yeah. Great. I feel like if, not even feel, I know, if Jordan had gone to college, he would have been one of those really rapey f- uh, frats, for sure. Like, corner of the market and roofies, like, he's, ugh, Without gross. a doubt. Totally gross. Yeah. So, then, Jason, they finally get to the Hillside Villas in the limo, they tell the girls, like, please come down to the garage immediately, and Heidi convinces Lauren to go down to the garage. The most exciting part of this entire scene for Frank and I, Jason gets out of the limo holding the roses. He has a cigarette in one hand and, and one in a, his mouth. And one in his mouth. Yeah. Double fisting. He's it was not amazing. coked up at all. Yeah. Like a <laughs> brand new unlit cigarette in his mouth, half finished cigarette in his hands. And a bouquet of roses in his other hand. Oh, it was amazing. It is so good. It was really good. I'm going to try and find an image of that because it's it's the epitome of this episode. Yeah. It doesn't get better Hands than that. down. Yeah. So then they find each other in the parking garage. Jason kind of forcefully grabs Lauren and starts making out with her and says, I'm so sorry. I love you. And that's when the exit music comes in and that's it. Further, a, further evidence that flowers mean I'm sorry. A hundred percent. That's what I thought too. It is. Yeah. yeah flowers mean Jason I'm sorry. Jason only gives flowers when he's sorry. So this was an amazing action packed episode. Oh, it's one of the best. Well, and get ready because the next episode is going to be good. So on our next episode, Lisa Love the Fembot returns and she tells Lauren and Whitney that they have to interview and help find male swimsuit models. I'm sure... This is not going to go well. I can't imagine that Jason's going to be okay with this. Spoiler alert, fans. This is where we see Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, can't wait. That's going to be pretty exciting. episode. And we're left with a little cliffhanger at the end of the next episode, a little teaser, that Lauren says to Jason, I just want you to be with me. (sighs) And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram, and Twitter, 
at franklymarebe. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>